Hey, good afternoon, my friends. What's happening? It's friggin' Sunday, January 19th, 2020. Holy friggin' moly. Here we are, careening through the month of January. Spring will be here before we know it, but not before we receive a little bit of precipitation, some cold temps, some squalls. Had one yesterday. For most of the day, most of the morning, it was 19 degrees out, something like that. Woke up around 9, slept in a bit, right? Went down to, <clears throat> with some friends and family, we went to one of our favorite places, which is uh, Hobby Lobby. It's pretty friggin' cool. Pretty cool spot, right? All this decor, right? So you can cruise through the aisles and pick up some crafty stuff or stuff to adorn your home with. My daughter got a little pig, uh, like she likes little piglets. So she got a little pig picture and I got a, this wolf made out of some sort of, maybe it's aluminum. It's like a skeletal framework of a wolf and you can screw it into, you know, apply it to the wall. I love it, man. I just put it on my door at the office not on the outside, but I might consider that. Fuck it. Um, got some other items to uh, spru uh, spruce up the house a little bit. You know, take care of the place where we uh, call home. Make things nice and neat. You know, it's interesting that I like to uh, carve wood and, and make art and such. And some of that winds up in my home, but not as much as you might think. My wife is, you know, she doesn't want the place to be completely adorned in my custom wood carvings, and that's probably appropriate, but I got two really nice um, trees. They can be Christmas trees, they can be just nice pine tree looking things, and they were carved out of this one piece of wood that I found in a wood pile. I'm like, I gotta fucking take that because it looked badass. I figure I'd make like a sword out of it. It's pretty thick, maybe eight eight inch thick limb. It was a look like a lower limb from a spruce tree or something. So it had a curvature to it as it bent up. And I just passed a bunch of trees that look like that. Spruce trees, like a bow, where it goes out and it curls up to uh, display its needles for the sun. So a pretty thick freaking one, large gauge. I cut it straight down the middle and made a mirror image tree out of it to, you know, adorn your your front door or whatever. And so I've had it up kind of for Christmas holiday purposes. I think that one of the symbols of winter is uh, Christmas trees, you know, trees that snow on their boughs, shit like that. So anyway, I decided to take those down because they were blowing off my front stoop, even though they were heavy. They were getting all fucked up. I come home and it's damn wind squalls that uh, will cruise the zephyrs that will zip through our neighborhood, fucking blowing my shit down. So I have to find a way to apply those and hang those somewhere appropriately. Um, so let's think. It was a good weekend. We went to Hobby Lobby afterwards. We went to this new eatery out that direction. It's called the uh, Thunderbirds. 
Thunderbirds? Firebirds. Fucking Thunderbird. It's called Firebirds. And so it's right out there by the shopping center. Got a movie theater right next to it. All newly renovated movie theater. Said, fuck it, we're going to go to this brew pub. Let's try this other joint out. Firebirds was excellent, man. And we are some food snobs because when the weekend comes, you know, we're hitting our burger joint or this restaurant or that, trying new things. And we really enjoy our time together going out for a bite to eat on the weekend. Probably spend too much money doing that, but it's usually a burger joint or something under $100 for a family of four. Not too bad. But we enjoy it, so fuck it. Can't take it with you. Firebirds is awesome. Beautiful decor. Uh, nice warm fireplace. You got like a phoenix looking thing above the fireplace. Clean. Uh, from the hostess to our wait, waiter and the bartenders and manager was popping her head in. Checking on everything. The service was exquisite. Food was over the top for like a bar and grill in a shopping center. Excellent food. I hope they can they can you know maintain that standard because it was good. It'll be our new go-to. Um, Firebirds. Let's talk about some shit that went down end of last week. So I had a pretty good week. You know, we're still getting our rhythm back from uh, the holidays and you know, those all those midweek occasions. So we had. Uh, Christmas and the new year all transpired on Tuesday, Wednesday time frame and it kind of fucked everything up and we went away for a vacation in Disney for the Pop Warner Super Bowl and so now we're back. Back to work, back to school. Of course my kids got off for Martin Luther King's birthday tomorrow so they're going to be on a completely different plane and energy level <coughs> than I am when I get home. They're going to be oh, staying up till 10, 10.30 tonight. Fuck that. I got to uh, get some rest because the grind begins for me again tomorrow, which is cool. I need the rhythm in my life. I've been training my ass off, doing kettlebell lifts, hitting the college or university gym at Gwinnett Mercy, uh, working my ass off, uh, doing paperwork for the office, for uh, my multiple college classes that I'm teaching, anatomy, physiology, lecture and lab, um, this new doctorate program uh, course that I'm teaching, it's uh, advanced imaging, so, or uh, medical diagnostics it's called, just got offered another position uh, for the same institution, this acupuncture school where I'm going to be teaching anatomy, to like anatomy one and two over the summer. So that'll make me some extra loot. So things are going well. The office is busy. We're getting our rhythm back. Making money, helping people. The end of last friggin' week, right? Talking Friday. It's going well. Now, I don't have... Uh, my, my, my front desk, Angie, is phenomenal. She has been with me for six months. Uh, from the point where I got rid of a, um, a really a, a freaking weight around my, my ankles, holding me down, very um, a 
front desk staff that was wonderful in some levels, and we were good friends, and she was with me for two years, so I appreciate that. It wasn't all bad, but she was not friggin' doing the job to the specifications chronically, and Mr. Nice Guy wanting everybody to win. I shouldn't have kept her around as long as I did. So Angie, I stumbled upon Angie because she's finishing up her master's and uh, finished just finished up her master's in acupuncture and actually working on her doctorate and she lives locally and she was an old boot camper friend of mine and she, you know patient just a good person so she comes on board long story short she had a, a board exam to take Friday afternoon so she was with me up until you know at least lunch and I told her listen maybe you can ski-daddle get out a little bit early, get your head right, go take this test. So we got patients are going in the half hour blocks, things are nice tempo, you know, just really easy going, helping people. All of a sudden, I get this patient come in and I, she was on my massage therapist's schedule, but wasn't on mine, which is a little bit atypical because she usually sees us both when she comes in. Chiropractic and massage. Very nice person. She's a little bit fucking out of it, though. A lot out of it sometimes. Requires a special touch, a special... Um, I say that I'm not talking about digital. I'm talking about special bedside manner. More compassion, caring kindness which she gets in buckets full. I don't know honestly some of the patients that I see I worry about them getting the level of care elsewhere because they're not going to get it is the bottom line. So this patient somebody I've been taking care of for years saw other chiropractors had good experiences but then whatever she winds up at my front door got a referral in Take care of her. Do my absolute best to help. She's a pain in the fucking ass sometimes. Used to, very, very religious. She used to have a, uh, she didn't like that other people would be coming in. She kind of, type of person who wants, um, kind of naive or whatever it is. She's got some fears, some phobias going on. Does not like uh, when other people are coming in and out of the office. Now, we're a busy practice, but we're not like, I'm spending 10, 15 minutes physically, you know, my entire being with this person, with each patient. So that's pretty good by chiropractic standards and any doctor's standards. I like to spend good time with my patients. She's in there for maybe 30 minutes between heat and the magic carpet and, and the things that I do. And you add the hour of massage that she receives. She's there for a long fucking time. Quality care. But she didn't like to share me with anybody else, so she'd come in and she would want to play, she'd bring her tape recorder and play, um, in the early days, she'd play a tape recorder of Gregorian chants, so some sort of biblical uh, music that she would listen to while she's back on heat, 
and that was like her. She didn't want any demons. So she said, told me on a few occasions that she had experienced demons and seen them before and people in her past, etc., etc. And so that was a surprise. It was amusing to me because I'm not a, a God-fearing individual. But whatever, whatever makes you happy, do what you got to do. As long as you don't disrupt the, you know, me taking care of other patients and respect everybody, which she usually does, everything's cool. But clearly a strange bird. Friday she comes in. She's not on my schedule, but she's on schedule for the massage therapist. My beloved front desk person, Angie breaks it to her that she's not on the schedule, but we can, you know, we can fit her in or whatever. Nobody ever is turned out in the fucking cold, you know? So, she has a tantrum. I guess it was her birthday, and she, I never heard anything like this. She's usually the sweetest, most, um, you know, religious She's very nice, but she's very fragile in a way. She's all of a sudden there's a grumble in her voice. She's like, "Oh, fuck me! It's my birthday, my fucking birthday. Where are my anti-anxiety medications when I need them?" And she's like rifling through her purse. Now I have a patient on the table. She's in the waiting room talking to my front desk, and I started laughing, like genuinely laughing. I'm like, "Listen." Uh, you okay out there? Everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of you. Well, I'm, uh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Like, I don't give a fuck. Really. Like, I do. But if you're going to act like an asshole, fuck you. And your birthday. What I felt like on some level. But I was also feeling pretty good. It's Friday. It's all going to end within the hour. I just got to take care of this gentleman who was a new patient, and I got to take care of her, and there's another final patient that was, my, like, the best patient in my entire practice ever, been seeing him for 15 years or more, and everything was going to calm down. I can handle her, right? She starts flipping out, crying. She's crying, then she's laughing, and she's crying, like something out of a movie where somebody undergoes an exorcism. I hear her out there, I take this new patient back, he's on edge, but he, we both did a pretty good job of holding things together, I cared for him, and answered questions, and did an exam, and everything went well, but I was getting progressively losing my patience, so I go out to the waiting room, I said, listen, uh, you know, I'm going to take care of you, Barbara will be in in a moment, you see her first, you lay down on the, let's lay down on the on her bed, on her um, treatment table, you take a nap, just, just calm down, do some deep breathing, take a deep breath, now I'm like holding her hand, I'm standing over her, I knocked on the door to gain access, you know, respectfully to the treatment room, put her in there, set her up, and she's just wailing, now, we're gonna, I have, it's my practice, it's my little piece of heaven down there, whatever you want to call it. I own the building. I own the practice. This is my life. It's my world. This is how I feed my family. The walls are... It's an older building. The walls are pretty thin. Studs and friggin' paneling, right? I'm trying to soundproof that wall. 
So she's wailing behind this freaking in the adjacent treatment room, crying and deep taking deep breaths and like crying desperately. Explains to me that her, um, you know, she hasn't been able to cry, so it's good that she's crying and she's upset, but she shouldn't get upset like this. And she's a, if she gives everything to the Lord, he should she should take solace in that, and she shouldn't be rude to other people, which she was. And, and I'm agreeing with it. Like, yes, it's okay. Listen, whatever. You know, it's my fault. Maybe I didn't put you on the schedule. I said, I'm a fuck up. It's all right. So this goes on. I take care of her. and She calms down. She goes in with the massage therapist. Gets taken care of. And she's gone for the day. And want to fucking see her. After that, I kind of did some paperwork in the back room. In the meantime. But I guess the story is it, it's, it's simultaneously hilarious that somebody would behave like this. And everybody saw it, you know, saw that it was was amused by it, I'm sure. Because it was ridiculous. The woman had, was losing it. Uh, and she was causing a scene in this tiny little office that really can't, you know, nothing goes unnoticed. It's a wonderful place with friggin' ukuleles hanging around and little tchotchkes, little rocks that my patients have painted or maybe a spotted lanternfly that another patient made art with, put it inside uh, this diamond-looking structure made out of acrylic or some carving that I had or some various books, different genres. and It's just a, it's a magical place, my office, a wonderful place. But and the, and the people are what makes it special. People that are in your life that, you know, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? Well, there's some wonderful people in our neighborhood, and I love the work that I do. And there are some shitbirds in the neighborhood, and I hate some of the people that I have to. It's my job to take care of, but I still love them. Uh, on on the face of it, and I do my best to take care of them. But then, after all this shit went down, my Friday should have ended on a higher note. I come home, talk to my wife, who had a lot to manage throughout her day doing special education, and we often have a little comparison, quasi-tension between whose job is the most important or the most eventful, or basically everybody's got drama in their lives in their work and so it's not a competition but it's like you don't want to hear all my stories I had a bad day oh no listen to mine she basically admitted it's like yeah you got a worse day than me but majority of it was great but then there's this situation with this woman who, who just completely loses it and she, she wants to be on my schedule on a weekly basis So, I'm going to accept her on my schedule. As long as, you know, Medicare is paying and she shows up on time and is actually a reasonable human being, I am going to give her all the attention that she requires. But if this happens again, or things calm down and talk about this, I'm so sorry, I'm sure that'll come up, 
I tell her, listen, it's fine. You know, could be our fault. It was your birthday, having a tough time. I'm sorry. But listen, listen, it's not going to be a regular thing. You don't act like you don't lose your, your bearing here. This is not a therapist's office. Um, you know, I take care of you, your physical problems. And, you know, people often say this is a therapy office. It's not. You know, I'll handle whatever comes down the pike, but this is not, you know, I'm not getting paid. I don't. I can't bill codes for uh, uh, mental, you know, psychotic breaks. And I'm not going to put up with it. I mean, somebody acts like that habitually, I'm going to tell them that the consequences will essentially be them. I'm showing them the door, you know? Part of me wants to do that, and this is everybody, I guess. Part of me would just like to say, fuck you, there's the door, never come back, right? And, you know, that might transpire, who knows? So, uh, that was interesting, it was fucking nuts, man, it was like any movie that you've seen, like The Exorcist or whatever, where somebody seems normal and all of a sudden they just completely start speaking in foreign tongues and hysterically crying nonsensically so it was was an interesting thing to observe and a little bit funny and traumatic at the same time closed up the office didn't say goodbye to anybody and that's it Hmm. so now it's Sunday I just headed down to the office Got some paperwork done, prepared for the morning. Got a busy day. Now I'm doing a little reconnaissance of this road called Barnt Road. Wow. Barnt Road, look at this place. I'm going down here. There's a road called Goldmine Road that I, I think I told you the other day about. One of my friends at the Mennonite Market, R&J Farms, she said that, uh, that there used to be a gold mine up here, so I'm doing a little reconnaissance trying to figure out where that space is, and later I'll go on Google Earth just to see what's what. But I'll tell you, I just checked out I just drove by this place, this this uh, farm. It said farm for sale. And it's a beautiful country road here, very remote. And I see signs protected by open space. Looks down to County Line Road. And it's definitely my type of locale. I wonder how much this farm is going for. Not that I am in any, in any position to buy it, but man, I would love to be a farmer. I would farm hemp. (laughs) And other things. Whatever. Different seasons. Cut flowers. What have you. Friggin' farm it all. There's a beautiful little road, Barnt Road, here. A section that I have not seen before. And it's going to spit me out onto Simmons Road, which I'm also unfamiliar with. Very cool. I'm going to zip up Simmons. 
I could imagine being a farmer. Give me my pickup truck. Give me my, uh, you know, my gator or my six-wheeler or whatever. And I'll go out onto the fields and I'll check my crops and I'll... I'll hay them and I'll tend to my livestock and I'll be out in the open air all the time. That would suit me just fine. I think that there are some tax benefits also to being, to living on what is considered a farm. I'm going to ask my friend Val, who's a super realtor, to tell me a little bit more about this farm that's for sale. Because it's a little bit, it's somewhat off the radar. Give me a place like that. My buddy Chara, fucking love this guy. Served with him 20 years ago. He lives down in Maryland and he lives on a farm right now. His home is on a farm, but it's not his farm. He knows the farmer. He helps him out sometimes. I'm into that shit. He was talking about finding a little piece of land or getting some land with uh, that he could go out and he could do, he likes firearms he likes shit like that so he's, a, he's harmless, he's a great fucking guy he's harmless unless you mess with him or you mess with somebody he cares about like, I don't know, me and feelings mutual, so maybe I'll buy this farm have Char come on board, he can be a tenant, get him a house, maybe a log cabin, come out there and I could carve wood, he could shoot his guns, get some dogs running around, very interesting. So that's what's going on right now. I'm gonna head home and uh, got some a bag of bird seed. I'm gonna throw that in the backyard. Get some take care of these critters. Some black um, sunflower seed. I don't see a quarry down here. I don't see any sort of gold mine, but that doesn't mean one doesn't exist. It's amazing, though, how you could be, you could be 10 minutes from a very built-up area in the city or in the suburbs here, and then you go another 10 minutes in the other direction, you're down some back road with a creek that flanks it and farms every which way. So maybe I'll start a farm. What kind of things could we grow on it? Yeah, I, I like that. I like the notion of taking something old, an old concept, like a livelihood that all these people had uh, ascribed to or been part of, you know, growing plants and livestock, animals. That's what we did, right? We built things. And this community, the economy goes into a different space. I'll take this friggin' piece of land, this farm. 
ride my quads around it, let my dogs follow me. Hell to the yes. Start a militia, some shit like that. It's a 73-acre farm. 73-acre farm. Let me take a picture of this. I think you've heard enough from me today. I'll, uh, oh, another thing. Um, at Hobby Lobby, I got a little little sign that I just put on the wall at the office. It's about an adventure. Life's an adventure. Enjoy it. All this shit, even if it's things that I complain about, it's an adventure to me. I, on some level, when that woman is crying and laughing and needing an exorcism, I didn't enjoy that, but I, I enjoy the story that that it occurred and I was able to help somebody and it was a, a story to relate in complete confidentiality, but Jesus Christ, don't ever fucking do that to me again. Good way to get uh, yourself out of my care real quick. and take a picture. Huh!